and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori, and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life, in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori, and I am your hostess with the mostest today. Solo once again, David Nori is still working on his book. Y'all better buy this thing when it comes out because <laughs> your girl, your girl right here, your girl needs, I need, I need a, a, a spa weekend. So if we can at least sell enough books to give me a spa weekend <laughs> because of what I've been through, just having to support him during this time. Yeah, that would, that would be great. Anyway, um, no, he's, he's definitely getting close. I was helping him just about an hour ago, kind of edit, cut some fat, edit some things and add some things and say, look, bro, this is your baby. You know, you're the one to give birth, you know, just kind of how he was on my side during all three of our children's birth. Like you could hold a knee, you could offer some (laughs) words of encouragement, but you can't push it out for me. So Anyway, it's definitely a birthing process and I feel for him. So look out for that. It's coming soon, 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 soon. Like everything else, our website is coming soon. Our website, I can't even believe that I'm still telling you that our website is almost done. I've been saying that for months. Um, Our web girl is actually not feeling well right now. She has the vid, okay? Whole family has the vid, which nobody wants the vid, but we had it and um, thankfully she's okay, but here's the deal, like her business is reliant upon her gift, right? And she's an asset to her business. So when she's down, the business doesn't function very well. Here's what I want to talk with you about a little bit though. How do you build an asset out of your business? And are you capable of like, is it foundational to build an asset? Now, when I say assets, I want you to get I want you to just kind of sit with me for a second. And if you if you're in the car or on the treadmill or walking or even sitting with a notebook, this might be the time to get it out. So foundational messages, foundational branding and your persona is really key. Now here's the thing. I'm sure you've heard a thousand times the riches are in the niches, right? The riches are in the niches. And people talk about niche branding all the time. And I'm, I'm a big believer in it. I'm a big believer in helping you get the words out so you don't stay so broad and woo um, that you never actually reach your, your supernatural gift in helping other people. Um, I mean, look, Jesus, Jesus, wasn't, Jesus is niche <laughs> He's He can be for everyone. Like everyone can come to him. However... Not everybody did. Not everybody did. Because 
it didn't either resonate with them or they didn't believe in him or whatever. I mean, they eventually will, every knee will bow. However, when it comes to your business, if you are in a place where you feel like you have to please everybody, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to be stuck for a while. You're going to be stuck for a while. And that's why we have speak up. You know, we really want to help you not only harness your voice, but get the words out and be really effective when you do, especially in a very, very noisy marketplace. Um, But when you, when you aren't clear in that message, it confuses your audience. It confuses the people that follow you. Um, Network marketers, if if you're a network marketer, please listen carefully. Your company is not your niche. Your company is not your business. Uh, I argue all the time this fact, and I believed it for a really long time that I was a business owner because I had a substantial and have a substantial network marketing income. Um, that is not true. You are not a business owner when you are a commissioned 1099 contractor. Okay. Um, and it has more to do with the fact, it has less to do with the 1099 and more to do with what a real business looks like. Can you will it and sell it? Some companies will allow for that, okay? Um, I couldn't sell my position in my last company. You know, I might have been able to, but they just weren't keen on it. They were not, they did not want me to sell my position. You know, I said, listen, I'd like to resign it, you know, and then less than 24 hours later, I'm like, well, listen, I just approved to you guys that I'm not trying to do anything shady here. Let me sell my position. They're like, nah, you already resigned it. I'm like, it's an email, bro. It's an email. So they have so much control. If a company shuts its doors, they shut your income. If um, you don't, they don't like what you're doing against policies and procedures, they shut down your income. So if you're a network marketer, which a lot of our audience is in direct sales, uh, you better realize that you are an asset. Like I'm here to tell you that you have God-given special gifts and you need to build your business like you are building your own asset. Of course, they want you to copy and paste their stuff because they want to grow their company. <laughs> and yes, they want to grow your paycheck too, if their heart's in the right place. But again, you need to always be in the green. I want you to always be in the green. I want you to be in a place of profitability and prosperity, but doing it in a foundational way that is going to allow for you, no matter hell or high water or what storm or circumstance that you're in, you're going to stay in the green. This is the only way we've been able to keep our head above water in the craziest times, not just the last two years where the whole world is seeing crazy, but in the last 10 of our life, you know, I mean, we traveled a ton. I lost both of my parents. My mom's cancer battle was very long and very treacherous, and I was by her side with it. Um, we had three children. We had like eight moves, eight. I'm, I might even be miscounting. It could be higher than that. It's been insane. We've never really had the kind of stability physically in our environment that helps, you know, grow roots and create, you know, a foundation of home. All right. And that was partly choice and partly circumstantial, but because we've built on on a foundation, okay, of what I'm going to share with you and, and methods that we share in the turned on method, we've been able to stay in the green. Okay. And that's what I want for you because God forbid you're in a business right now that is reliant upon somebody else's commission check 
and you aren't building yourself as an asset. By the way, I'm not talking to independent contractors that have built their own asset and brand and they are independently contracted. I'm talking specifically right now at this very moment in this time on this podcast to a direct sales, network marketing, uh, affiliate, whatever. Like if you're just slinging other people's products and they shut your doors and they shut down your income, where's your business assets? Where is it? You are a commissioned rep, period. Okay. Yes, you have write-offs. Yes, you can incorporate yourself. Yes, there's huge tax breaks. Yes, in some cases you can will or sell your position, but no, it is not your commodity. Okay. You're the product, you guys. You are the product. So I'm going to help you become a more valuable product in the marketplace. I want to help you find your voice. I want to help you get really clear on that. And look, it's a podcast. I'm not going to be able to dive deep with you individually. I'm just going to give you a broad brush. And then, you know, if you want to explore that further, that's when when our site goes live, you'll be able to see some of the things that we offer. And um, I would love, 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 love to work with you. And we can see on the inside of, a you know, a course where we teach you one-on-one. So here we go. So you hear all the time, I've heard it all the time, riches are in their niches and the dollars are in the DMs. Okay, that's true. There's lots of truth in that. But there's, to me, there's wealth in the supernatural. Okay, so if you want to write anything down, say wealth is in the supernatural. And when I say wealth, I am not just talking about money. Okay, money is a means to an end, but if money is means that you lose everything in the process, eh-eh. It is not the means to the end, okay? So that's not the wealth I'm talking about that costs you everything. That's the exact opposite of what I teach, okay? Because Jesus is my niche, and he teaches me that my wealth is found and my riches are found in the next, in the kingdom, right? So I need to store that up in the way that I show up every day for him and myself and what he's called me for. I need to store that up every day in, in my home team. I need to store that up every day in the marketplace and how I serve you, right? How I serve the people that I know that I'm here for. Not because, again, listen, I do not want you to follow me because you like following me. If you follow me, I hope it's because you know I follow Christ. That's, that's the only reason I think that you should click follow on my profile. Follow me because I follow Christ. That's it. That's it. So, when, when I think about niche, okay, and the scripture that comes to my mind is in the Gospels where Jesus said, love your God with all your heart, with all your understanding, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your God with all your heart, with all your understanding, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's broad, right? That is broad when we think about it from a kingdom standpoint. But when I'm going to take it down to earth here for a second into the business world. If you love your God with all your heart, you will love him and where he's taking you far more than any other company can, far more than an Instagram algorithm can, far more than your followers can take you, okay? Love him with all your heart and all your understanding. Why is this key? Why is this so key? Understanding means that not only do you understand him in that relational transaction with him, you understand who you are and what you offer uniquely because he knitted it inside of you. 
this is foundational into how I help people like kind of break away all the, the fluff and the woo and even the niche exercises that can, can be confusing. Like if you don't understand this first, you're always going to be like, well, I don't know what I, I mean, I like to do lots of things, you know, and then you just get stuck in this never ending spin cycle um, of trying to grasp for straws to keep up with the world and its pace and all of its things and advice and to-do lists and methods and blah, blah, blah. Okay. With all your understanding and all your strength, I mean, I'm going to go after this with all my might. You know what? He gave me this and I am going to put my, my hand, you know, at, in toil. Like I am going to work this with all my strength because it is in your strength. And then you get to love your neighbor as yourself. So that means that's how you serve people. If you don't understand him and what he has for you and understand yourself, and you work that with all your strength and all your might, how can you serve people? You know, and you can't just be like, well, I want to help everybody. He's the one that helps everybody. You're one person, okay? Let's not get too big on ourselves. Let's not get too big on ourselves because I don't care how sweet you are you're always going to tick off somebody, okay? I don't care how sweet you are, you're always going to tick off somebody. He says you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. What does salt do? It preserves and it adds flavor. It preserves and it adds flavor. So you got to add some salt. Otherwise, you're going to be blending in and being bland as all get out because you were afraid to add the salt. What happens when you don't have salt in a recipe? It's either bland or way too pleasant, way too sweet, right? This is why we need to understand this, that when you add your salt and it's built on, not built on the fact that this is, by the way, this is not urban dictionary, dictionary salty. This is biblical salt. It's very different. The urban dictionary salty is like bitterness and resentment. Uh Uh-uh. This is like, mm, I'm, st- gosh, you know what? I, re- I love you, but I don't have to like what you have to say, right? So when you build your brand or your persona or your, you're not building it, you're, <laughs> you're following it, okay? It's, it's not, you're, you're only building it because you're, you're able to follow his favor because his favor is in your flavor. His favor is in your flavor and your flavor has to add some salt, Okay, got to have some salt. You have to have some salt. We're going to get really technical here in a second, but I just really wanted to lay that foundation. My mic is in a really weird spot. I'm still in a closet, you guys. So every time I move, I feel like I move out of the range of the mic, so I apologize if you hear me, you know, Jimmy rigging this thing around. Anyway, and I have coffee up here, which I'm afraid to spill. Okay. Understanding all your heart, seek first God, right? Give your whole heart, dedicate your life, seek wisdom. We went through this in the last podcast. All your understanding is understanding his instruction, his word. Apply it. Sow your gifts. Sift for the gift. Sift for the gift. Sift through all the fluff. Sift through all the things. We're going to go through that right now. Sift for your gift and stay on that path that he set before you. All your strength. The world will swallow you whole. It will swallow you whole. On your way to prosperity, it will try to chew you up and spit you out. So you have to pursue it with a divine strength. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. 
the minute we were like, all right, Lord, we're going to make you the headline of our business, not a footnote. We're not just going to throw up scripture once in a while. Like we're going to literally live this and put it in everything, including our website and our programs and our bios and our podcasts. And we were going all out. We lost followers. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you know what? We gain them too. And I'm not so much worried about gaining the numbers. I'm, I'm more worried about what it's gaining in your life. So if I have five followers versus five million, and in those five people, we like multiply, not we, God multiplied his kingdom through five people versus the five million that were here for a scorched earth policy, then we won. Okay. I could care less about the numbers. I care more about what it multiplies in your life. Okay. So yeah, the world, it's going to, it's going to chew you up and spit you out. So you want to pursue it with a divine strength against all odds. It's a supernatural strength and it's a supernatural boldness. It is a boldness. Okay. So now we're going to sift your gift to expand your reach. Sift your gift to expand your reach. Say that with me. Sift my gift to expand my reach. Okay. Choose an area of expertise. So again, there's so many things here we could get into. Um, I was talking to a team member the other day and she's like, well, I don't know what my expertise is. I go, like, I love to travel. I love photography. I'm like, well, are you going to teach travel and photography? She's like, no. I was like, well, what if, like, what do you really love doing? She's like, I love being a mom and I really have a heart for moms. And I was like, okay, what, like, what life, you know, what life season are these moms in, you know? And what is it that you love about them or for them? And she's like, well, I just want to help create, you know, she's like, I love traveling. So I like creating extraordinary experiences and, and, you know, getting out of the monotony. And, and I was like, well, why did you build, you know, your business the way that you did? And why would you be able to help moms? And she's like, well, because, you know, I'm in a season now where I'm going to be an empty nester. And, you know, I, and I, I spent most of my years with my children making, you know, homemaking and, and making sure that, you know, they were off and on, you know, on a good path. And I built my business then she goes, but I made sure I did it outside and apart from all the things that I need to do for them. And I said, so basically you want to take a homemaker and turn them into a moneymaker, right? And by money, we mean like helping them create wealth and purpose out of, you know, what their gifts are. So again, you, you want to choose an area of expertise. So what, what is that for you? You know, mine, I love strategy. Like I, I love business strategy, but not apart from God's foundational word. So mine is all built on like I help people get really strategic and methodical, but I do it based off of God's foundational word. I don't do it off of my own methods and my own expertise and my, you know, this guru or that guru or that book. Like that's all secondhand experience. It's not the firsthand foundational truth that God has given you. So that's why I'm saying always seek him first because you're going to find to be able to sift your gift there. And, he, and again, he is going to favor, like his favor is in your flavor. Okay. So um, clearly define you know, what, what your area of expertise is. And you can do that with things like, you know, who you were before and who you are after. Like for me, my before was a very accomplished ambition, uh, you know, driven goal oriented, uh, you know, success focused, money focused, 
um, strategic, great in sales, great. I mean, like I did really well, but I did it apart from God, not because I didn't have a faith, but because I kind of kept him in a silo. He was like reserved for Sundays or like my morning devotional, but he didn't come to work with me. And when I tried to bring him to work with me, especially as I stepped into the world of entrepreneurship, you know, every mentor, I'm not kidding, every mentor was like, no, you got to leave God out. Yeah, you can't say that. Ah, you should probably take that off your website. Oh, you know what? You might leave this person out. What if someone so, you know, comes on your site and they were, you were really meant for them and what you have is going to greatly benefit their life, but the word God offends them or their church hurt or whatever. And I was like, that's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's not my job. So don't get so technical in your boldness that you pull it out and you don't, you don't have a contrast. So there was my contrast. So there's three things. Choose your area of expertise. Like go with what you know, like what's your real life self-taught or your education in. Like start thinking there, right? So I know where mine is. It's like I said, it's very strategic, very sales driven, very marketing heavy. Um, and my, my other foundational strategies came from martial arts. So there's a lot of, you know, philosophical meaning behind those strategies. It's not just like, you know, here's your black and white framework and it works this way because it's proven through data. Like, no, it's going to have like meaning behind it. There's meaning behind what we do in martial arts through every single thing, every move, every kick, every stance, there's always meaning. So what I'm going to give you is meaning. So here we, here is when I choose my area of expertise. It's not because I'm, it's not, it's not martial arts. It was my, uh, what I loved about martial arts that I carry here. Right. So the meaning behind what we do, like it's, there's a, there's, a deeper root to the reasons why these strategies exist. And that takes me back to my faith. Where's that deep root lie? And that deep root lies in my foundational biblical study. My, that is a huge part of what I would consider my expertise. Now it's not because I consider myself a theologian or a pastor or anything like that, but I am evangelical in a way. Um, an evangelist in a way and a teacher in a way, because I have studied at length the Bible and what that does, it allows for me to pull that flavor of expertise and put it in, and it get and it creates um, the third thing here, which is contrast. Contrast, and this is where that bold salt comes in, right? You're going to have to contrast. Doesn't necessarily mean polarize, although that's a you know a word we can use. Um, you can do it with love. You can contrast with love. You can speak truth with love. And it's one time when you're speaking truth, it's not going to necessarily please people. Okay. So you, you're going to have to contrast things. And that's where your area of expertise can really stand out where I can say, Hey, industry and world says blank. God says blank. That's part of my strategy. It's like, so if the business world has told me this, or the entrepreneurial world tells me this, or maybe the new age business world says this, or maybe the network marketing guru cliche says this, I'm going to say this instead. So there's my contrast, right? So there's three things, an area of expertise, a defined kind of before and after. So like my before was hugely strategic, very accomplished, very driven. My expertise is, has proven results, um, but my after is, I needed to marry that with spiritual. So I needed to bring the spirit to the strategy. It needed to be both. And both and is how God works in that way, right? He belonged in it for me. And I think he belongs in it for who I'm here to serve. And then the third part again was where I create contrast. So really quick to recap those, your area of expertise, like go with what you know, go with what you are familiar with, what 
what kind of makes you come alive. Like what are the things that you daydream about? We'll get into that. Clearly define in your mind, like your before and after, because that's part of your story and how you're going to sell it and tell it. Um, and then uh, your contrast, like what experts in the industry teach versus what you teach. Okay. So you're gonna have a contrast. Um, it's always to me about solving, you know, a tangible problem. Okay. And sometimes the problem um, isn't always obvious. Okay. It's you have, there's an internal problem and a motivation behind what you're solving. So and the, re- the reason I say this is someone could, you know, against what we do, like someone could say, um, well, I'm going to go and learn how, you know, how to be a, an effective public speaker, right? And they're going to go to a Toastmasters or whatever or, or some coach and, and learn some really effective communication public speaking skills. But it, become, it just becomes now knowledge base, right? And it's just more skill added. But for us um, is the internal problem is, but what was that based on? Did it, was it based off of somebody's idea of how that, you know, that works effectively in a room? Or were we able to like really dig in with you and find your wheelhouse personality? And that's what David is so great at. Because we take a whole personality profile and we help them find their wheelhouse personality. And then we, we take that gift in you and make it come alive. So it's not like, hey, this is where you should place your hands and this is how you should stand and this is how you should, you know, uh, this is the inflection in your voice and the pot. It's more than that. It's like, this is not just the how, it's the who and the who is you, okay? Um, when, when you're choosing, again, when you're choosing a niche, okay, there's some things that you need to go through um, that would help gain some clarity. And I'm going to kind of do that here really quick. But again, what I want to contrast for you is there's, there's all kinds of niche type exercises and, um, sometimes they really pigeonhole you. Um, for instance, let's see, uh, let me see if I ever even wrote anything down. I'm trying to think, cause look, there's, there's a lot of value, by the way, there's a lot of value in tight niching. There's a lot of value in it. But if, if your niche is in you know, gut health and probiotics, you know, or, or let's say your niche, let's do this. Let's say your niche is in helping, uh, it's breastfeeding tips for postpartum C-section moms, right? Or I don't know, like I'm just totally getting super crazy niched, right? There's the, that's, there's value in that, especially if that's what you believe that you're going to do for the rest of your life. But for me, when I teach foundational persona, okay, brand persona, I'm not going to necessarily make you get that clear because what if, because I, I was a, bre- I'm a breastfeeding mom. I'm also post C-section and I could have done a lot of things that would have made me feel really niche around that topic. I could have done that. I breastfed three kids. I've had, you know, uh, all two natural births, one C-section after two days of labor. I mean, like I could have really gotten it to you around that experience and that made me come alive. But what happens if I come out of that season of my life and I'm no longer a breastfeeding, you know, C-section mama and I have a different passion. So my business asset, I want to be timeless. That's just the way I teach. Like I, I want it to have a timeless foundation for you. So 
Um, I'm never going to come out of the season of being who I am as a a business person. And I'm certainly never going to come out of the season of being a faith centered one. So if I can marry those things together and I find my foundational niche, it helps me work, you know, work that area of clarity um, a little bit better without having to pigeonhole myself. So again, my teaching around this is going to be a little bit different than some that say niche, 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 down to the point where like it is so dang specific that you even know the girl's name. Um, but list three, let's, let's start here. List three to five areas that you've either invested in in terms of your education or you're so self-taught that you enough can, you can offer um, some really, really solid advice to someone else who's a beginner. Okay. Um, three to five areas. So that's where I was like, well, what do I do? Like I, I definitely have martial arts background. I'm definitely, um, very biblically versed. I'm definitely hugely, hugely like into my spiritual growth and understanding how the, the supernatural works in the practical. And, um, I'm certainly strategic and I have done a really good job in sales my whole life that I've been in it. Um, and I'm great at relationship building and blah, blah, blah. Like I could start listing these areas and I've invested a lot of time and education in them. So you start investing and that's where you like, you say, okay, here's my, my short, my, my long list. Right. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, out of those things, what are maybe three areas that friends or family come to you for? What do they come to you for advice in? This is really helpful. We don't usually ask ourselves that um, because a lot of times we think, well, I want my niche to be what, you know, I really love to doing. I'm like, well, yeah, well, yeah, but we have to love our neighbor as ourselves. So um, what are we solving? Okay. What are we solving? So again, it doesn't mean that you can't build a business asset off of something that you love. That's a passion. But the key is, is like, how do I turn that to solve a real internal and external problem? Um, so when you look at the fact that people are coming to you for something, what is it they often come to you for? And that was a big revelation for me because I have people come to me for that exact thing I'm sharing with you, like helping like help them understand who they are, like, you know, who God is, who the God says they are, who, who they are as a result of their specific gifts and really helping them, you know, pull out their, their gift for the marketplace and get very clear on that so that they can get the words out and cut all the fat and the woo. And then David comes in and he teaches all of his uh, background in multimedia journalism about, you know, body language and wheelhouse personalities and not be boring. And like, you know, we want to help you turn on and speak up. Like, that's it. So when I have people come to me, that's what they're asking. They ask like, I need help with this. Or, you know, I'm really, can you help me with some sales copy? Would you read this post? We're like, those are the things that we get mainly, or they'll come to us and they'll have a business idea, but they don't know exactly how to strategically move it. And that's what I get really excited. That's my jam. Okay. That's my jam. Now, the third thing would be, um, list maybe three to five things that people compliment you for. Like, I don't know how you always get blank. So, perfect. Or I don't know how you are always able to see things that I really, you know, needed to hear, not wanted to hear. Um, how is it that you're able to coach me so quickly in, in literally a text message that I've been on a topic or an, an issue that I've been struggling with months over? Like, what are you getting those compliments about? Okay. And then you got to really zoom in from there. 
So when you have that list of all those things and ask yourself, like, am I willing to make room for this in my life? <laughs> like when you start getting clearer on what that is, are you willing to make room for it? Like for me, this is what keeps me up at night. Literally. I mean, when I say literally, literally keeps me up. And when I wake up, cause I still wake up with, Oh, there goes my mic again. I still wake up with Noah in the middle of the night. And, um, the first thing on my mind is, is you. The first thing on my mind is a God, like a God download. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I gotta write that down. You know? So am I willing to make room for it? hundred percent. Like to the point where it makes me come alive, you know? And I said the other day, and I think at a Facebook live, but I'm going to say it here is my best living is made when, when I help you come alive. My best living is made when I help you come alive. And that's what your niche should be. Your best living is made when you help others come alive. So if this makes me come alive because it's helping you come alive, then my best living is made doing that. So I'm 150,000 million percent willing to make room for that niche in my life. And here's the other key point. Can you talk daily? you got to be consistent. You guys, I'm in my podcast. My podcast room is a closet, a closet right now. It's been for a flipping year. Okay. Are you able to talk daily with ease about this thing or, or big, or this is another sifting part of the exercise, or will it take lots of extra time and energy to prepare each day for you to teach? This is capacity. I teach this in the turned on method. If you do not have the capacity for this, and it's going to take tons of extra time and energy to prepare, you guys are going to disrupt the order in your life. And that is when it costs you your peace and your home team and they get sacrificed at the altar. Because we're taking on things, you know, for the sake of passion or wealth. And we didn't even check to see if we had the bandwidth for it. So that's why it's really important to do these exercises because it takes you into position where you're able to go, ah, I can, I'm actually able to make room for that. And I can talk with ease daily about it. Um, do you have tangible firsthand experience or is it just something you read about? (laughs) Big difference. You guys, there's a lot of times people get really excited because, and I know I do this, like I'll I'll read a book. I'm like, oh my gosh, this book was so eye opening. And all of a sudden, you know, I'll want to start like doing a whole series on it. I'm like, eh, it's not really my niche. You know, it helps. It enhances it. It might be some, you know, key, key things in it, but it's my secondhand experience. It's not my firsthand experience. So don't make somebody else's thing your thing. Meaning, um, don't, don't muddy your own gift because you thought somebody else's was more valuable. So it's tangible firsthand experience. And again, do you have a transformation with it? Because that's going to be really helpful. Um, my transformation, like I said, is just being able to be free and speak freely about God and bringing him to the marketplace and doing something really different, radically different than so many business coaches out there. Um, because I think there was a huge audience for it. And I know because I was one of them, you know, I, I talk about this in our turned on method all the time. It's like David and I would go to conferences, freaking walk on fire, all the things. And we got some really valuable advice and it was cool. And it's hoopla and hype. And then you walk home and there's long walk home. And you're like, okay, now what? I can't walk on coals every day. 
You know, I can't blare music every day. I can't jump up and down every day. Like these were all, you know, again, that was just the hypey part, but like there was, there was methods and things and it was helpful. Definitely pieces of, of growth come out of it, but it wasn't foundational. So, you know, my, I would leave and I'm like, where God kind of wasn't in it. You know, it was just a lot of the guru and the methods and the fire walking and, you know, and you're like, all right, well, that's because it's business, I guess. And God doesn't belong in that room. That's what you're told. And then you would go to church and then you get your spirit filled up and you walk out of there and, you know, you feel good. And then you got Monday through Saturday you still go and you're going, wow, um, there's a lot of practical things right now. I could have really used, <laughs> I could have really used some shepherding. I could have really, but then you look around you at church and you're like, man, these people don't have any advice to offer me in that area. So, I mean, small groups, small groups, don't get me wrong, are really effective. But when I'm talking about ongoing stuff like this, I wanted to be, you know, someone that was a true kingdom entrepreneur, not just because I believed in God and I was an entrepreneur, but because I used his foundational um, truth to teach. And that's what I'm infusing here. So now I have a million other questions you could ask yourself that I don't have time for in this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have time for in this particular podcast, which again, you know, if you want to work, work with us on the inside, then that's what we're going to do with that. But, um, there are three categories. Okay. That I usually kind of break the content in. So, um, going back to the things that we just covered, let me see. I have notes. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, when you pick this area, remember it's foundational. When you pick this area, um, make sure that you're able to be consistent with it with ease. And so when I go to create content, there's a, by the way, I'm leaving out a ton of stuff here because I'm already at 37 minutes. So um, I want to make sure that I get to some, some other practical things for you. But the content strategy for us specifically, and, and again, you, you, if you're in business of any kind, there's going to be a form of advertising um, social media is a huge place, like it or not, where advertising is done, and that can be done for free or it can be done with paid advertising. Um, but use it, you know, use it. It's just the it's the flyers, it's the the flyers on your car of today. <laughs> you know, when you had to expand your reach back in the day, and we didn't have social media, we would stick flyers on cars, and we'd go not we literally would hand out flyers at Publix, um, a grocery store in Florida for martial arts school. Um, we would go to the grocery store, hand out flyers. We would stick them on cars. Uh, we would go to schools and do free demos. We would do community demos. Like that was your expanding your reach. So here it's like you kind of get to put flyers on people's cars through your content, okay? And you get to bring your flavor even more to social media because that's what makes you stand out. It's really noisy. It's like a flea market and there's lots going on. So what's going to make you pierce through the noise with that light that you bring and then add some flavor with your salt. So this is where you can get really, really like unique, you know, and you can't really do that um, with flyers (laughs) the same that you can with your personality. And that's again, what we do with speak up. So there's three, sometimes four areas of content curation that I use. Um, one is authority content. So come and give you an example. Um, you're an authority in it. Let me get to that page. I have notes here. So an authority would be 
where I can kind of create content around like, hey, three things to build your brand um, and, you know, a profitable company during nap time. <laughs> three tips, right? So I'm, I'm, I know my, my target audience, oftentimes it's moms um, and, you know, nuclear families. So a lot of times they're, they're down to the wire with time and I can help them get really clear so that again, they can talk with ease right during times like nap time, like right now, Noah's napping. Although I think I heard her get up. So anyway, that would be authority positioning. Hey, here's three things. Here's a hack. Here's, you know, something that I have mastered well enough to say, like, I feel I have an authority to tell you because this has given me proven results. Okay. So authority positioning in your content curator. The second thing would be um, inspirational education. Okay. So, and there's also uh, edutainment, which is what David calls it. So it's inspirational or entertaining education. Um, my inspirational education would be uh, my first reel. I did my first real Instagram reel the other day and it was educational at the same time I used inspiration. And what I mean by that was I spoke specifically about something industry related, but I brought inspiration to it by bringing the word of God to marry it with the industry. So Again, it, it provided enough inspiration to where it was motivating to, to my target audience. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad she said that because that really inspired me today. But at the same time, it was educational because I gave them some um, tangible, practical, pragmatic tips inside of it. Okay. So it was, again, I married, I married scripture with more practical, pragmatic education that applies to my area of expertise. The same can go for you. And however that inspiration is, you decide. You know, for me, it's very faith-centered. If you're faith-centered, use it. Um, if it's more motivational in nature, use it. Um, I wouldn't call myself um, primarily a motivator. I like to mobilize already motivated people. Like, God is my motivator. I just think that most people need clarity, order, and direction. So that's where I like to play. Like I like to play in the clarity, order, and direction piece because otherwise it's like you guys are already filled with the motivating Holy Spirit, but you don't understand yourself enough. <laughs> so I want to help you get there. Um, the third place would be problem education. Now, problem education is a little bit different than inspirational education or edutainment. It's more like you help them identify the symptom like you're calling out the symptom of what they're experiencing. It could be physical. It could be manifested in the way if you are, if you work with people that are, you know, married couples or whatever, it could be coming up in things like resentment or, you know, lack of libido or whatever it might be. And then you educate them on the actual real problem. Okay. So you, you call out what they're familiar with because it's their problem, right? But then you educate on what's causing the problem. So in, in my case, like, you know, if I were to educate in the problem area it would be if you're feeling, you know, uh, really stuck or uninspired or um, overwhelmed or even frustrated or even 
a little bit bitter or resentful around your business or even the authorities in your business, there's probably a bigger thing at play. And I help you identify that with some education. Okay. So again, problem education, here's the problem. Here's how I'm going to help you see it differently so that you can fix it. And then the final category is contrasting or what sets you apart. This is where you sift the wheat. Okay. You are called to be set apart. You were called to be set apart. Okay, so where do you contrast yourself? This is where you add salt. Where do you contrast? The world says this. I say this. Most industry people say this. I say this. Most uh, health professionals say this. I say this. So you're going to have an area where you can set yourself apart to be a little, you know, a little salty in the biblical way. Um, so those are the, the areas that I spend the most time. And then what, what you can do is you start like batch producing content because you'll have such clarity around who you're talking to and, and how you're loving your neighbor. Um, and then you're able to categorize all, you know, that, that those things that I just went over and then start saying, okay, here's like, I can do a quick video on this. I can type on this. And you want to put that out in your marketing in, you know, two different ways if you're using social media. Can you talk and can you type? <laughs> if you're talking, you can do it like this. You can do it on a video. You can do it in a live stream. Um, you can, you know, do stories, whatever. Um, if you're typing, that would be static posts. Okay, so the key is is to have diversity and, and being omnipresent, you know, online and in different places so that people can consume more of what you have to offer. And that's how you're going to cut through the noise. It's such a noisy marketplace. It is such a noisy marketplace. Right now we're competing with everything, including paid advertisement, you know, and uh, everybody's online. So many businesses moved online and just like, holy smokes, like the algorithms are out of control and it's, it dictates you. And all of a sudden you feel like you have to do all the other silly stuff um, you know, and start grasping at straws and you feel really frustrated. Well, this is why you have to have clarity in what you're doing so that when you speak, you speak clearly and boldly and communicate to the point where you're able to cut through noise and you don't blend in. That's, that's what we are. That's what turned on is. That's what speak up is. It's, we are the light and the salt. We are based off, you know, Matthew, uh, um, Matthew 5, I think it's like 13 and 14 or 12, I forget, 13 through 16. Anyways, you're the light of the world, you know, and the salt of the earth. That's everything that we're doing is based off that foundation of scripture is to help you turn your lights on. And that's what I do. It's like, I'm here to turn on a light and add a little bit of salt. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? So we don't stay woo. We get really clear. And that's why, you know, I'm like, I bring biblical I bring biblical truth and strategy to business owners so that you can be more effective in the marketplace with your, with the way that you show up and your, how you bring the light and the way that you speak with salt. But I, we do it in a way that allows for you to have preservation of the most things that, the val- things that you value the most, your home team, your personal peace, right? And without that, what the heck are you doing it for? If it's going to cost you the most valuable assets in your life, your treasures, your home team, then something went awry somewhere and we have to reorganize and course correct. 
that's what I love to do is when I see people in, in a place like that, I realize there's usually, a, you know, we can pinpoint the source of the problem. And it doesn't mean that we have to reinvent anything. And sometimes you just got to reorder it. And we, we get so clear and, and cut through all the noise that we're able to try to, you know, calm things down enough so that we can reorder them in, in a way that our home team becomes becomes at peace again, that we have a little slice of heaven back at home and we're not resenting everything around us or sacrificing the things and the people we love the most because we're trying so hard to paddle uphill and upstream without a row. So anyway, um, I hope this helped you. I'm at 48 minutes. It's a long episode. I was like, oh, I'll come up here and do a quickie. I'll be like 20 minutes. No, thanks. And went along long today. Um, I hope this was helpful for you. You can always uh, follow us on social media, Angelique Nori at and Instagram, and David, David Nori turned on on Instagram. Um, and of course, the turned on community on Facebook, as well as um, our podcast, which you're already listening to. But again, when our site comes out, which is soon, I can't tell you when, but hopefully in the next few days, I keep saying that, um, we're going to be able to see you on the inside more intimately with some really cool stuff that we've created. And a lot of it has to do with what I just covered here today. I should say that's just like the tip of the iceberg. So I hope you're having a wonderful day and that this helped you and it turned your lights on today and reminded you to add a little salt. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.